This is Toronto, and we're revisiting CKLN 88.1 FM. This is part two. Just to recap, the CRTC revoked CKLN's license in February due to a number of issues, but a federal court ruling allowed the station to remain on the air while staff prepared to appeal the decision. Then in April, the federal court denied CKLN permission to appeal, so the station was forced to cease broadcasting on the 88.1 frequency. However, they're still broadcasting online, which is allowed. In the previous episode, I spoke to Lauren Spears regarding the legal aspects. In this episode, you'll hear from Joita Gupta. Joita is a member of the CKLN board and a programmer, and we chatted a few weeks ago about the station's current structure. Here's our conversation. Joita, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Now, you've been a, a member of the CKLN community for quite a long time. What was your reaction when you found out that the federal court was not going to grant CKLN uh, permission to appeal the CRTC decision? Well, I have to say I was extremely shocked and uh, disappointed. Uh, in, in terms of the actual decision, I was equally disheartened and quite dismayed. Uh, given the CRTC's decision to have us go off the air immediately. So that was heart-wrenching for me uh, as a programmer and as a member of the board to have to witness uh, witness that. So CKLN went off the 88.1 signal and went off the air at 6.45 p.m. on the 15th of April and it was in the middle of uh, No One is Illegal's uh, weekly Friday evening show. So um, it was it was hard uh, to be sort of, to have to witness that. Um, I think, though, just to put some perspective on this, uh, in a way, it was it perhaps a shot in the dark um, that, you know, it, we were very fortunate to have gotten the stay and were able to continue broadcasting for close to an additional three months after the, the, the decision to revoke CKLN's license came down on the 28th of January. Um, and certainly the Federal Court of Appeals, you know, had we gotten leave to appeal, I would have been delighted. Uh, but I think um, I, I did suspect that it was uh, might be a short in the dark. So now the station is broadcasting online. What response have you received from volunteers and, and um, listeners since going off the air? Well, I think there was a, a widespread uh you know, unhappiness uh, at the prospect of CKLN moving off the airwaves. Uh, we have a very loyal uh, base of, uh, and a very loyal listeners who stuck with the station for many years through good times and bad. And I think for many of us, it was a very, very challenging and difficult time. Um, our hope is that we will have those listeners uh, continue to stay with the station and listen online. We continue to broadcast over the internet. Um, at www.ckln.fm, and we're working to increase um, our listenership over the Internet, so we are getting uh, programmers and volunteers at the station to promote their uh, shows and promote the station and its online presence um, through various forums, Facebook, Twitter, uh, blogs, you know, just the old-fashioned ways, uh, tell your friends um, to listen in online. Uh, I think just in terms of the morale of the station, People are, um, I think, quite disappointed uh, that it turned out the way that they did. But CKLN has has weathered some really difficult times uh, in in the past, and I think what it has served to do is make the programmers really robust in terms of of sticking by the station. 
no matter how difficult things get. And so we've got our programmers coming in and doing their shows and trying to make the most of um, what is undeniably a very, very difficult situation for all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, Joita, I'm wondering, uh, as we're talking, uh, it is election night, it's May the 2nd. Of course, when this uh, interview is posted, uh, the election will be over. But I was just wondering if, if anyone uh, campaigning approached uh, the CKLON board or if the CKLON board approached uh, anyone campaigning about taking up this cause and, and helping CKLN get back on the air? Well, right now, we understood that things in Ottawa were sort of in flux because of election season. So in, in a certain respect, it, it wasn't an ideal time. We're going to see, sort of see a change in, in guard, hopefully, or, you know, depending on the, the outcomes of the elections, I'm sure this will uh, make a difference from the, the point of view of a campaign where we have to undertake some form of campaign uh, some form of a campaign, either, you know, just in respect to CKLN or in respect to the future of campus community radio. Um, I'm sure that will have, that would be influenced by the outcome of, of tonight's election. Um, I couldn't really go into the specifics. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if any member, uh, any other, any of the other members of the board were approached by, uh, candidates. Certainly we've had support from, uh, Jack Layton, who wrote a letter. Um, uh, but this was, you know, some some time ago. So there's, you know, Jack Layton's support has been ongoing. Uh, but personally, I haven't been approached by uh, any of anyone campaigning in in the present election, and I haven't um, I haven't uh, really been able to approach anyone myself. I I admit I've been a bit bogged down with this the day to day stuff and making sure that we're making this transition as smooth as possible for our programmers and exploring our options to the best of our ability. And what about sponsorship? Uh, you know, there are some shows that get uh, that are sponsored. Um, also, there is uh, financial contributions given to the station from from listeners and, and other organizations. Has any of that been pulled because the the station is no longer on the air? You know, this is all um, certainly these are questions that we're asking ourselves as well as the, the effect this um, decision to revoke, well, the, the broadcasting license was revoked, but the decision to deny leave to appeal um, and the, the consequent, uh, you know, removal of CKLN from the airwaves, we're asking ourselves pretty much the same questions as to the impacts it's going to have on advertising, fundraising, uh, the student levy, but it's still premature. I think a lot of us, um, we're all waiting for, for answers. So unfortunately, I couldn't tell you because I don't know the responses to any of that myself. I'm, I'm sure there will be an impact, but I couldn't say what that would be right now. So the long-term plan might not be fully uh, hatched out, but what about short-term? What's going to happen short-term with CKLN? So we have a much clearer picture of what we're doing in the short-term. Short uh, we certainly want to uh, keep morale up at the station, and so to that end, like I said, we're broadcasting over the Internet. Uh, there's a URL where um, listeners and programmers alike can go and check the number of people who are listening in at any given time. So that serves as a great incentive for people to increase their numbers online. Um, so the internet thing, uh, the, the internet broadcasting is a really big part of what we're doing right now. It is our way of reaching out to our listeners and, and our audiences. Um, in addition, we've been approached by a number of stations who have blocks of time available during the summer, and they'll be rebroadcasting some of our material. Um, so, for example, CSBU, um, which is the station that runs out of Brock University, will be broadcasting, or rather rebroadcasting, large chunks of CKLN's programming over the summer because they have openings in their grid. So we're very, very uh, grateful and pleased for the opportunity to reach out to this uh, newer audience. Uh, we're also looking at other um, options, such as um, maybe a closed circuit, uh, you know,
know, a closed circuit um, uh, frequency, something that would be available on Ryerson University, we wanted to go back to the closed circuit beginnings of the station. So when I first began, you know, it was a, a far more limited in its scope, but it might be a good way to reach out to the Ryerson University community. Now, if people want to get involved with CKLN's cause and still want to get involved with the station, can they still do it at this point? Yes, I think um, at any given time, the support of our uh, listeners and, uh, and community members is, is valuable to us. Um, there, will, there was a community meeting last Tuesday, and um, that was open to programmers as well as members of the community. Um, at that meeting, we talked about... Uh, you know, how we can better fundraise, advertise, how we can strengthen our presence on the Internet. And we talked about the beginnings of a public policy campaign. So we will require everybody's help and assistance in, in all of that. Um, and I think the best place to find more information will be on the CKLN website, which is kept up to date, uh, www.ckln.fm. Or they can stop by the office uh, at 55 Gould Street. It's on the second floor or give us a call at 416-595-5251. Or you can call into the studio. That, that was the office number. You can just call the studio and talk to uh, your favorite programmers or hosts, 416-595-1655. Well, this story is certainly not over, and it will be certainly interesting to follow it over the next few months. Joita, thanks so much for taking the time out, and all the best. Thank you so much again. It's a pleasure speaking. Joita Gupta is a CKLN programmer. She's also a member of the CKLN board. For more information, please visit www.cKln.fm. That's cKln.fm. That's all for this episode of This is Toronto. Questions and comments can be sent by email. The address is this is Toronto podcast at yahoo.ca. You could also post a comment on the website. This is Toronto Podcast.blogspot.com. And don't forget about This is Toronto's Facebook fan page. I'm Eric Rosenheck. Thanks for listening.